0: Welcome to the Global Business Podcast with insights from the top influencers, investors and entrepreneurs from around the globe. Hosted by international businessman, branding and marketing expert, Illumide Benro. Let's get right into the show.
1: This is uh, attempt number two. We are live on Facebook. I'm waiting for my colleague Marissa Friedman to get on. And uh, we'll get going with episode episode throughout the United States. Um, And today we have a great topic. We're getting real, as Marissa is always (laughs) like. We're getting down to the challenges, the realness of entrepreneurship. So uh, before we get into it, I want Marissa to introduce herself. Uh, She's well-recognized around here in Southern California. But I want to give you a chance to tell people who don't know anything about you, uh, just who you are and what you do.
0: Sure. Um, My name is Marissa Friedman. I am a strategist. I was a corporate drone for a really, really long time, Um, wearing the suit to work, um, went off on my own, and now I work with executives and entrepreneurs to help them kind of get really clear about strategies that drive revenue, and more importantly, what it takes to get that done. So what we know and what I know is that the average person, Lumide, is interrupted after working only 11 minutes. So keeping that in mind, lots of technology, lots of stuff coming at you all the time. It is really hard to focus and get stuff done. But um, typically, if people work with me, 90 days, they're going to get revenue if they do everything I say. So that's my deal. That's my jam. And um, I'm all about being real. So today is definitely real day, no makeup, no Photoshop, no uh, glossy photos, just keeping it real.
1: (laughs) Great. That's great. I appreciate that. I appreciate when people are themselves. So that's what connected me to you is really, when I met you, I I noticed you were just straight to the point. There was no sort of like... (laughs) Uh, you know, facade or anything. It was like, this is what you need to do to scale your business. This is what you need to do to get more customers, and mm-hmm. this is how you need to do it. So that's what I really appreciated about you. But moving to our topic, I, I, I what it brought me to, to to get you on uh, here on live is you travel a lot. I, I sort of want to show people uh, around <laughs> the world what it's like to really be doing uh, positive things in entrepreneurship. But I also want to show them what it takes to get to that point. So could you tell us a little bit about sort of like your regular day to day, how that is? and also sure. sort of traveling?
0: Um, I think one of the things people want to travel and they want to be on the road all the time, but then they don't realize when you're on the road, your business doesn't stop. So that means you have to get really clear about your process. You have to get really clear about automation. You have to get really clear about what your goals are. And also you, it's like, um, like a horse race. So if you've ever gone to the horse races, there's a trifecta box, right? There's that three, those three horses that win. Same with your business. So, um, what it means when you're on the road and w- when you get to that point, when you're kind of having to do it all is that you got to be really clear about what's working and what's not and and understand that this life, I don't care what anybody says, is not about working four hours a day and not about checking your email every five seconds. So one of the things that I don't do that a lot of people do is they're constantly checking their emails. I only check my email twice a day. So I've gotten to the point now where obviously I have some people helping out But I have found that, do you want to be working on a client project and then answer another client's email when you're working on that time that you're billing them for? No. And clients are super at first taken aback by this. And then I tell them, I said, hey, if you want responsive support, absolutely, I can do that for you. That's going to be an extra cost. And so what happens is when you start training people around you to be more cognizant of, instead of firing off 12 emails, just give me one they start to understand, they start to learn, they start to grow. And more importantly, um, you start to be able to focus and get things done because the technology that we have is here to help us. But what ends up happening is that it hurts us, right? So for me, if I'm on a plane all day, back in the day, there was no Wi-Fi. Now I'm connected all the time, right? So from the time I leave San Diego, if I'm on a red eye to the East Coast, now I'm getting to the East Coast, it's morning, I'm in my routine, I want to take a break at noon, but I can't because that's 9am back here. Right. So it's about having a real sense of what the sacrifice looks like and not like, I don't want to be mean, but I mean, I'm a mom, I've got two kids, I'm married. So it's a very, you know, there's definitely a lot that I feel like if you're an entrepreneur, and you don't necessarily have those additional things, you have zero excuse. Like yeah, zero.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the yeah. thing I always, that always gets me is that so many people have families, they have kids, mm-hmm. and I'm so lucky. That it's, I know children are blessed, <laughs> You're and-
0: so loving. You're living the dream. I <laughs> will give me that
1: gift soon in, in the future, but for now, I think I, for people are yeah. out there who are single, who just graduated college or who started their own business, you think life sucks? Imagine if you had a, a, a kid or two kids and a husband, let alone anything. So. so if all you of the are things. Single out there, I'm telling you, global, all my global men and women around the world who don't have extra responsibility, this is the best mm-hmm. time for you to hustle, to work hard, to mm-hmm. make sure that you get in the right place. You know, connect with the right people and work your yep. butt off. And it's some sort of what I'm doing, as you guys see from my example. So, um, yeah. but going on that, for people who do have kids, I love going. I don't. I didn't want to have a format for this for this particular one. No, but this is the best. I this feel is like the this, these are the best to just be real. Taking um, a drink, taking about,
0: some coffee. <laughs> you
1: your Starbucks. This is not sponsored by Starbucks. They're not paying us. But But it could
0: be. It could be. You're open to be. it. We'll,
1: we'll hit them up after. But right. the thing is, I want to know what, how do you balance it? You like you have a, a husband and oh. kids. How do you balance this Hector like flying to sure. Miami one day, Atlanta the next day? Yeah, how do you, yeah. How do, you do it. Tell these women out I there,
0: I gave up on balance. So in my opinion, balance is a bunch of BS. Um, I think it's about integration. And so the difference between that subtle verbiage is the following. Balance assumes that you can handle all things equally all the time, right? That there's an evenness to the scales, right? So um, which, as anybody knows, is pretty much impossible to do. Right? And I look at it like this. I have three things that I believe that are a triangle for me in my life and what I do. So it's passion, it's purpose, and it's profit. And all three of these are incredibly important. And everything that I do keeps these things in mind. But more importantly, I try to integrate my family into a lot of the things I do. So when I'm on the road and I'm speaking at some of these events, when I'm storytelling about consumer behavior, I'm using my family, right? Now, the advent of the smartphone... I know where my kids are all the time. They know where I am all the time. We FaceTime all the time. Obviously, you know, I send them, you know, I sometimes I won't tell them where I am. I'll just send them clues and they'll look it up and be like, you're in Baltimore, you're in New York. You know, I've made it a game. And then I've taken the pressure off myself because it's, it's already hard if you're like a dad in this industry, but when you're a woman, it becomes 10 times harder because suddenly everyone really cares about like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, I don't see anybody asking Gary V. He's got kids and a wife, right? Um, I don't see anybody asking Zuckerberg. He's got a kid and a wife. So the, the double standard with that is assuming that there is balance, which I don't believe is possible. I I really believe, you know, for a while when I was looking at it as balance, what I believed was that if I was winning at work, I sucked at home. And that's not the case. Um, I believe that you can learn how to integrate things in your life um, and understand that it's seasonal, right? So some days are super crazy, intense, 16-hour days, and then some days are like like today i'm just working from the house i'm chilling we've got a day bed out here i'm just kind of working and getting it done and no interruptions and it's great but it's not about balance it's about integration like integrating fun into my day is hundred percent what i do like if i've got a day where i'm on a bunch of flights guess what? They have spas in the airport. I'm going to get like a 20 minute massage because I deserve it. You know what I mean? Like now I might not be able to spend a whole day at a spa, but for that 20 minutes, I am just focused on being relaxed. So again, it's not balance. It's just integrating that in and everyone can do that. Everyone has the ability to integrate um, things that they love into their day. I mean, I see you do it, right? You do a little dance break. You'll do a little, you know, go get some fun from the store. I mean, everyone has the things that they're doing. So yeah, yeah, I like to yeah. say integration over balance is kind of my my thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's get into branding a little bit. Let's, let's sort of talk sure. about uh, so, so some things related to branding. I want to know as a brand expert, uh, sure. someone who is working with some of the top CEOs, entrepreneurs. uh. Sure what what is a brand to you i just want to hear from you because everyone has their own perception or their own you know
0: i I think a a brand is so much more than a logo and a tagline um and i think people get it really confused people look at the brand as this oh my gosh it's the colors of my logo it's the you know I, i look at it as your brand is the swagger about what people say about you when you're not there So what do people think of you when you're not there? Do they feel great? Do they feel terrible? Do they feel empowered? Do they feel frustrated? Um, You know, and, and your brand is really like, it has to be consistent with who you are. There's an authenticity that goes here because the truth is, is that people are really smart. Consumers are smart and they don't care about your brand until they care about you. And let's be real. If you are not, um, if you, Profess to be super kind and empowering, but behind the scenes, belittle people or mm-hmm. you're unkind. That brand inconsistency is consumers are too smart for that, they can see through that. So, I think the brand is really what is that experience that people have with you or when they see you before, during, and after, right? And I think everyone knows someone you don't even necessarily have to be a huge company to have a brand. I think that's the misconception. Um, your brand can be, you know, I'm very much a connector of people and resources. I'm very much a business development connector. So a lot of the times when I meet people, I'm handing stuff out left and right. It's just because I know where my niche is and I know where I'm strong. And if that's not my niche, I'm more than happy to give it to someone else to do it. And I think that's what's scary because when you try to be all things to all people, you can't. And, and again, your brand, yes, at the end of the day, there is a brand consistency. And yes, best practices, you want to have uh, colors and styles and a really clear voice. But it also comes back to what do you want people to say about your brand when, they're, when you're not there? You know, can your brand speak for itself? Can your brand communicate and be that voice uh, visually, right? Or, or otherwise, when you're not there to talk about it? I think people get a little bit um, confused because they start thinking of it as, well, it's my logo, it's my tagline, it's my vision, it's my mission. No, those are all facets of it. But what is that experience? And I think we see the data that indicates that consumers more than ever are very um, egocentric. So how they feel about you like, is 100% how they're going to interact with your brand. And that's really up to you.
1: Yeah. And what would you say, like if someone was starting today their business or, you know, mm-hmm. they have a personal brand or an actual uh, physical brand or product, what's mm-hmm. one of the sort of like top three things you would say they should focus on?
0: Um, I think if they have, you know, I think there's a couple things that they need to focus on. They need to learn how to network without making an ask. So the problem that I have, especially with on LinkedIn, and I can, I can actually send you some examples, which would be great for a blog post, is that 90% of the time when someone's sending me a message, they're talking about themselves. So let's relay this to normal human behavior and dating. If you go on a date with someone, okay, and that person only talks about themselves the entire date, are you going to have a second date? Is that someone you want to hang out with again?
1: I'm not going back.
0: Exactly. So, so what you need to do is relay that to the brand number one. Okay. And, and think about what is the value that you have to somebody, but more importantly, what does that other person want? And so when you start that dialogue the other way and say, Hey, I noticed your profile on LinkedIn. I noticed you're in this industry. You know, what kind of things are you looking for? Is there anyone I can connect you to? The conversation hasn't even begun to start about you, but what ends up happening is they might say, hey, yeah, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. Hey, what do you need? Now, the person that you've reached out to is asking you as opposed to you just pushing your stuff on them because i'm gonna tell you this i have a collection of around two to three hundred messages that i've saved on linkedin that make me laugh that i use in presentations where people are like hey i just wrote this amazing blog post and i have a book and an ebook and a speaking thing did you want to book me here's my one pager they never one time asked me one am i interested two, is this something that would be of value to me? Mm -hmm. And three, they've given me unsolicited content. And four, again, they're just talking about themselves. Yeah. So, and I think that's, as an entrepreneur, I don't care what stage you're at, you have to learn to be a little bit more servant kind of leadership focused. You need to focus on what does that person need? Because if you can get into that person's um, emotional needs, like what they need, Mm it'll serve your logical needs you know mm. but that's like the biggest thing is when you're approaching people stop you know stop talking about yourself man <laughs> like yeah. it's and that's the best way that i can relate it to you is like linkedin is a great tool when used correctly used incorrectly it's just essentially people are just creating my content on what not to do
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love <laughs> that yeah. Sure. yeah great yeah so on that note, we, we're talking about branding. I know you have certain things coming uh, in, you know, in the sure. future. I think you have a, your own workshop. I want you to yep. also, you know, I want to give you this opportunity to sort of tell people where they can find you and also yeah. what you have coming up, please.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, a partner of mine, her name is Angie. She runs a company called Deposable Thumbs, and I run a strategy firm called Executive Cat Herder. And so, you know, over the past couple of years, I've helped about six or seven businesses launch through my opportunity program. And my opportunity program is 100% for small businesses that are in startup mode. So one guy that I worked with, um, he was kind of doing catering. We came up with a strategy. He had a website and he's actually opening his um, new restaurant inside of uh, Mike Hess Brewing coming in the fall so um everything that we did with him in the early stages got him to where he is now um and what we determined is that when you're starting out it's super hard because you don't know what thing to do first. So we came up with the program. Now, keep in mind, in each of our firms, this normally is like five to ten grand. It just is what it is. I mean, you've got developers, designers, the whole thing. And we said, what's the cheapest amount of money that we can do it for? And how do we do this so that someone leaves ready to go with a plan? So we came up with the idea of Do It In A Day. And so Do It In A Day is a program where participants sign up There is a ton of pre-work that they have to do before we actually get to the day, but we do branding uh, sessions, strategy sessions, we talk about how they want to make revenue, we talk about what their goals are, what platforms they're most comfortable with, do they like being on video, do they prefer to be written thought leaders, and by the end of that day, it's like a nine to four, it's a full day, they leave with their branding kit. They leave with their strategy. They leave with their website or their landing page geared towards one specific goal and kind of the year strategy that goes along with it. So wow. I'm pretty excited about that. And it's a pretty reasonable price point. I think it's like, right. I think we came up with like 1100 bucks for one person or two people for 1600 So if you bring a friend, it's cheap. And um, we have a couple people signed up and it's going to be super cool here in San yeah. Diego. Yeah.
1: What I can say to all the entrepreneurs listening around the world. I know we have listeners in Germany, Tokyo, all over the places. My experience as an entrepreneur has been one of learning like you need to get somebody that knows the strategy for your business in order for you to be successful. Otherwise, you're going to be running around in the dark trying to figure things out. And now, yeah. what I would really encourage people who are listening right now and the people who watch later is reach out to a strategist like Marissa. It doesn't have to be Marissa, it doesn't have to be me or yeah. branding. Find out people that know how to make businesses work. You have the talent already, you know, you have the resources, but if you don't have someone to sort of coach you mm-hmm. or guide you in the right direction, you could be stumbling around for two years. It happened to me. So the biggest advice I can probably give even from just listening to Marissa is, reach out to and work mm-hmm. for, work with people that will give you a strategy for your yeah. business, even if you're a genius, the top people in the world, and maybe we can speak on that in a second, but Marissa, yeah. I know the top people in the world, some of these really wealthy, successful entrepreneurs all have coaches, they have a mentorship, mm-hmm. they have a meditation coach, they have uh, you know accounting, they have people that yeah. teach them on a daily basis. And I think yeah. if people that are that successful still go to other people mm-hmm. for their strategy for what they should do, why not us who are still developing and building ourselves into uh, yeah. you know, successful entrepreneurs as well?
0: I mean, I think it's 100% a lot of people are very comfortable working in the business, but they don't know how to work on the business. So where a strategist can come into play is that working on the business. So think of working in the business, posting social, creating content. All of that is kind of like playing checkers, Right. Strategy is really playing chess. You're thinking four moves ahead of the one thing that you're doing right now. And, and it's about, you know, making sure that for as much that you're doing, activity doesn't mean achievement. You know, you can be doing everything, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work or that it's working. And sometimes the, the joy of marketing and branding and all of this digital stuff is doing everything that you should be doing and it's not working. I love that. Because that's where you get to go, okay, we've done everything that we would normally do in this situation and it's not working. So what do we need to do differently? How do we need to message it differently? Who do we need to target? I mean, and again, most everyone, including entrepreneurs, small business owners, executives, they're working in the business. They're not working on it. Most executives that I know are in meetings like seven hours a day. They don't even actually get to start working until they get home at night. Right? So that being said, it's the same thing in a small business, especially if you're, you know, in the middle of launch or you're, you could be doing 20 different things, but you're not finishing anything, you know, or you're yeah. finishing some of it or you started some of it, you know, but you didn't complete it. So I think that's where the struggle is for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, that I think that's the general thing. People think it's going to be easy. Sometimes people realize being your own boss, you're not a very good boss. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah that's the crazy part yeah, yeah you know i'll leave it, i'll leave it i'll leave it at that is that you know i yeah. think the great lesson today is to to find out the strategy for your business even though you're mm-hmm. hands-on figure out the strategy that's going to work for you guys mm-hmm. and that's going to actually help you make revenue that's going to actually gonna put that's money in it. your pockets instead of stumbling around like most entrepreneurs do I think that's yeah and And,
0: and don't get it twisted. You know, I tell people all the time, you can a hundred percent have passion and purpose about what you're doing, but are you launching and did you decide to start your own business to not make any money? Cause I'm pretty sure like that was not part of the plan, right? Like, so, you know, again, again, think of that triangle, you know, passion, purpose, and profit, they all go together they integrate with one another and one shouldn't necessarily outweigh the other. So that's my two cents.
1: <laughs> Love it. So tell them where they can find you, Marissa.
0: So you can find me. I think Illuminate tagged me here. I'm on Facebook, executive cat herder. You can kind of see the behind the scenes of my crazy life on Instagram, Marissa S D and it's M A R E S A sd and i'll make sure i'll post links to um, my upcoming do it in a day event and then coming in the fall we have an influencer boot camp that we're doing too so i think there's going to be a lot of fun things to come and um feel free to reach out say hello and this week i'm actually doing on thursday and ask me anything so i've got a branding expert with me as well and anyone is more than welcome this is a literal like facebook live people can just come and ask us any questions for like half an hour. We'll answer anything. So it should be interesting.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I enjoyed today's episode, the global business podcast. Thank you for coming on Marissa and uh, shout out to everyone that watched and also uh, is listening. Thank you so much for giving me this uh, platform and take care, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye -bye.